So if you like this podcast, and why wouldn't you? You ought to check out another podcast on this feed, which is Remember This Crap, which new episodes drop every Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. So it's time to remember this crap. Okay. I don't, you could have you could have hit me in the head with Ted Brown, and I wouldn't have known who he was. For all you youngsters out there, Steve Stone voice. He said, you're a hell of a football player, but you are not a quarterback. A moment of silence. I think he died. I might be wrong. When I was a kid, this might... This might join the list of things like, you know, Ali Haji Sheik scalping tickets. So obviously my memory is not perfect. The famous brothers where one was awesome and one uh, not so much. Yes. So one, one carry a year? Pretty much. He, uh, Ed, it's like a Christmas bonus. Eddie, here's your carry. You, whatever they wrote down, that became your name. So he was actually quite a bust at one point in his life. Like Ozzy and Jose Canseco. Congratulatory asshole. How about like uh, Joe DiMaggio? Now, Dom DiMaggio was a great center fielder defensively, I guess. But there was also a Vince DiMaggio who was sucked. Uh, Jerry and Scott Hairston, which one would actually qualify as the good one? And then the more apt one, of course, would be Corey and Eric Patterson. Yeah. Okay. Good call. Did you just did you look that up? Or no. You, I feel at least somewhat validated that that was making the rounds back then. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's time to talk about the red-hot Chicago Bears, winners of two of their last eight games. And they are firmly in the hunt in the NFC playoffs, mostly because they added a team this year. Somebody's got to make it, and it's still probably not going to be the Bears. So as always, I'm Andy from Pointless Exercise, uh, the newsletter and the podcast and the theme restaurant um, the t-shirt store. I don't know what else I should... There's always money in the banana stand. And with me, as always, to talk bears is actor, comedian, Mike Pusateri. Mike, how are you doing? Well, I'm just, uh, you know, trying to get in the uh, in the Christmas spirit. It's Christmas week, so it's... And the bears are giving us another fine gift. They are. That was... Yeah. Their Mike... Or Mike. Matt Nagy's dominance over Mike Zimmer continues he's only lost to him once in three yeah. years he is yeah. five and one if that doesn't get mike zimmer fired i don't know what's gonna doesn't look good for him uh, but uh oh, so well, anyway i can yes yeah, so, I, uh, I, I, I can be fine on down the uh right on all that stuff <laughs> on uh, the website mikepusatera.com and there's links to my imdb pro twitter insta all that uh my cigar store my uh liquor store you still selling nutcrackers <laughs> I, I got a special deal for this holiday season small yeah. asian boys trying to trade was he trying to trade a beanie baby it was beanie baby yeah yeah, yeah i was having none of it <laughs> that's not currency you little bastard <laughs> knock it off Be, nobody's uh, collected beanie babies for 10 years yeah well go find a pedophile right. online that'll buy it from him <laughs> Try Clark's crew. Any adult who belongs to that organization will easily will want to give you money for Beanie Babies and photos of yourself. Ah, uh, it's a scary thought. So yeah, so the the Bears had an interesting weekend. I fear 
that for Bear fans, long-term, everything bad that could have happened, happened. Yeah. Uh, the Bears won, and like I said in the newsletter this morning, I am not going to complain about a Bear win. We don't see enough of them. Right. Um, so they won. And incredibly, had the Arizona Cardinals not gotten two of the most ridiculous touchdown catches in NFL history, I don't know if you saw them, the crazy Larry Fitzgerald one in the back of the end zone, which was his first touchdown of the year, and then DeAndre Hopkins' weird one-handed, incredible, I don't know how he caught the ball and kept both feet in bounds, the Eagles would have beaten the Cardinals, and the Bears would be, right now, at this moment, in the... Uh, seventh spot in the playoffs. Instead, they are sitting a game behind the Cardinals, but apparently have some kind of tiebreaker because um, if the Bears win both of their games and the Cardinals lose one one of theirs, the Bears are going to the playoffs. Another disastrous thing that happened for the Bears is that the Chiefs beat the Saints, which means that if the Packers win on Sunday night against the Titans... They wrap up the number one seed in the NFC, which means they will not need to win in Week 17 against the Bears. Mm-hmm. Meaning that if the Bears, uh, making a, a clear path for the Bears to win their final two games, um, if that's enough to get them into the playoffs, then they will likely go to New Orleans and play the Saints and get beat by a thousand points, um, but probably earn contract extensions for all the nitwits that we'd like to go away, like Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, and Mitch Trubisky. So thanks, they, they, NFL. That was great. They really have um, backed into the just kind of the worst set of options. Now, yeah, we would love to see the – like, it would be fun to see the Bears uh, in the playoffs. We don't see that very often. It would be great to be great to see it. So on the one hand, there's that. On the other hand, it's going to be in an early exit, an embarrassing exit, and yeah, it's going to—they're going to be just bad enough or just good enough, however you want to term it, where they're going to, where we're going to be stuck with this crew for however much longer, and and that might happen anyway because another thing that happened this weekend, of course, is the Jets inexplicably yes. decided to win a football game. So the Jaguars now have Trevor Lawrence all lined up. I mean. They, not only they are they not only do they are they not motivated to win the Jaguars they might as well be scoring points for the Bears. Yes, they are I, they are literally motivated to lose. Yes, to make no, there is no, no incentive it. for them to win. Of course, there was no incentive for the Jets. And two out yeah. of the last three weeks, the Jets have tried like hell to win a game. Now, the, the reason players don't care, right. players on the team don't care about next year's draft. They just That's don't. Right. They're all worried about their own jobs, and they just want to win. Um, so the coaches are the ones who have to sabotage it. And that's why keeping Adam Gase, when you know you're going to fire him, at the end of the season is a terrible idea because he wants to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's not going to be there. He could give a shit if you're going to take Trevor Lawrence or not. He already that's knows fine. you're going to get rid of him, so he might as well screw you by winning a game. He's auditioning for a job somewhere with some team next year. Right. And then then the Rams, I don't know what was going on. Those last two plays, they had third and four and fourth and four, and they threw the bomb both times, and Goff missed everybody by 
But you're right. So that screws the bears that way. The other way I think it screws the bears is that, although maybe the die is cast for Sam Darnold, and he, it doesn't matter. They'll just take Justin Fields if they pick second. Um, but Darnold is a guy I want the bears to get. I want the 23-year-old who last year had a winning record with a bad Jets team, and this year everything has gone south. Um, but what if the Jets are like, well, we can't get Lawrence. We might as well keep Darnold. Yeah. Although, who knows if the Bears are even interested in him, because they probably have... Uh, there's got to be some slappy that, you know, has played for it. Um, played t-ball with Matt Nagy's cousin or something. And, oh, we go way back. That's the guy I want. All right. Well, of course, you know, they're all, I'm sure, you know, you can see there, I'm sure they're going to be enamored with Mitch, right? Well, he's, he's figured it out. Yes, I have a serious problem with, um, with supposed legitimate football writers trying to make the case that the Bears should bring Mitch back. There's no reason in the world to bring Mitch Trubisky back next year. A, None. A competent game against the terrible Lions, which he screwed up. Yeah. A good game against the bad uh, Houston Texans. And then a pretty good game yesterday. He started off well, and his stats weren't but he he managed to throw a crippling, a potentially crippling interception at the end of the game. Yeah, it doesn't undo bad. three and a half years of him sucking. Yeah, yeah. So and still, the Bears were lucky to escape yesterday because it came down to the final play of the game, and a tip ball in the end zone bounces one way or the other, and all of a sudden it's a thirty-four thirty-three loss. Yeah. Somehow Eddie Jackson made a great play and a terrible play at the same time. Yeah. He needed to bat the ball because it was heading right to a Viking, but he hit it towards the field of play yeah. instead of towards the sideline. And yeah, But it fell harmlessly. That's, that's what you want, I guess. <sighs> yeah, I was really worried about the, the end of that game. Uh, the Bears were going to be sitting on a six-point lead, and it just begged for a final play of the game uh, touchdown loss. And I think I was really surprised at the play the Vikings ran. Um, I wouldn't have thrown a Hail Mary. I would have had Thielen and Jefferson cross in the middle of the field at about the 10 and make those Bears defensive backs tackle somebody. Because I don't think mm-hmm. they would have. I don't think they can. Um, instead, well, you just kind of throw it up and see what happens. But um, but the, you know, the Vikings had the Bears defense even though it was kind of a it looked like an an on-ramp for most of the day mm-hmm. had two huge plays on fourth downs that led to a field goal in the first half and then um i guess it led to a field goal in the fourth quarter too you want to put them up yeah. six instead of three but the biggest part of that was the time it wasted the vikings got the ball back with like what less than a minute to go right right but yeah, it you know the 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 offense looks better right now, but it should given the caliber of defenses that you're facing. It would be really sad if they couldn't move the ball against the three teams they've played the last three weeks. And I'm all for the idea that you know you got to use some of Mitch's t- talents better and roll him out, but you can't rely on that. That has to be like a change of pace because. 
the Bears had to do the same thing with Jim Harbaugh for the same reason. Mm-hmm. And long-term, that can't work because you literally take one half of the field that the defense then can ignore. Because yeah. unless you're Patrick Mahomes, you can't throw the ball back to the other side of the field and make any plays. So as you roll to the right, the left half of the field basically becomes nothing. Yeah. Right. And it it makes it easier for a quarterback. He's got usually has two reads if he rolls out. And he has the opportunity to just keep it and run if, you know, get a few yards if it all fails. Um, but a good defense figures that out in about five minutes. And then you're left with what? Nothing. There's a reason. If, this, if that was such a great offense, every team would do it all the time. And good teams don't, yeah. don't do that. Well, and by the way, it's not like Mitch can run to either side of the field either. He's, he's got to run towards – he's got to run to the right. Yes. Right. When they're on – it's There's a little easier in the NFL because the hash marks are, you know, closer. But, yes, if you're on the right hash mark and he has to roll right, you run out of field pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because if he rolls the other way, then every pass is going to be – it's going to be intercepted. It's just going to hang yeah. in the air while every defensive bag chases after it. Now, when you're playing terrible defenses or depleted defenses, um, which they have these last few weeks, then you have some, some success. But it's hard – it's it's uh, – it's incredible how fans of this team who have watched this team for years and watched this quarterback for years, some fans, I should say, or some writers, have concluded that Mitch has got it all figured out now. Yep. Oh, that, he really learned a lot <laughs> while sitting on the bench. No, he didn't. He didn't learn anything. Well, and it was fine. That was a perfectly good game plan that they used yesterday. Yes. Um, and it worked. And I think they knew coming in it was going to work. That what I'm saying is, if you think all of a sudden you have the magic formula for Mitch to be good against every team, they don't. And I guarantee even the Bears know that. Mm, um, do they? I don't know. I mean, they should know that, but... So this the thought, then, that they're going to... Uh, that now they're going to be open to re-signing Mitch. I'm comforting myself with some logic, and I'm worried that the Bears don't deal with logic. Um... I fear we're at a point now where, at the worst, they're going to be seven and nine, and mm. they're going to be able to sell George and Vag on the idea that yeah, it was COVID, um, right. we had injuries. Yeah, you know, it's only yeah. a game worse than last year. But the core of this team is good enough. We're just in the play. We almost made the playoffs because mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. We almost made the playoffs. We deserve another year, and they're going to be like, all right, fine. Pace gets to stay. Nagy gets to stay. And as an added bonus, not to interrupt, we don't have to pay anybody if we don't fire any of these guys. That's either. right. We, don't have to pay we only have to pay one coach and one general That's manager right. instead of two. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Right. Keep talking. Yeah. Um, but this idea that those two are going to be cool with giving Mitch a contract extension, to me, doesn't work because that buys them zero additional time. Mm-hmm. If they give Mitch even a modest two- or three-year deal, and he's terrible next year. They're all fired. If they go with another quarterback, especially if they go with a young quarterback, they draft one, all of a sudden, they bought themselves extra time. Right. It's like, oh, the guy was a rookie. Look at the promise that he has. I think we all yeah. need to stick around right. and help keep developing him. If you bring right. back the same old guy, you bring back SOM, same old Mitch, your window slams closed about week three next year when it becomes very apparent that – Mitch is bad because if you 
basically, if you if you told Nagy this, and they said, all right, um, we're going to bring it back, and um, we think it's a good idea to, to keep Mitch. <laughs> Matt's going to be like, I, 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 I just don't know about that. Yeah. If if they thought Mitch was the answer, he would not have been benched during the Falcons game. That was the moment when they announced to the world, this guy sucks and he's not getting any better. Right, right. And it's also, I find it hysterical that people are like, well, look how good he's been since he came back. I, I watched the, we all watched the first half of the Packer game. He was as bad as ever. And he only yeah. started to put up numbers in the second half when the Packers had a huge lead. It was 27 to 7 when Mitch lost the fumble and it got run back for a touchdown. And at that point, the Packers were just in, you know, let's play four deep, keep everything in front of us, run the clock out, we've beaten the Bears. And Mitch rolled up some yards, but they were completely inconsequential. So he has has proven nothing. And, yeah, and obviously a few weeks ago with the fumble six – let us not forget that, you know, brilliant loss to the Lions. But even yesterday, for as as we can, and we can agree, we can be fair, he, he played very well for uh, a lot of that game. But at the end, when in the end zone, he throws it in a quadruple yeah. coverage. Right. He makes as a terrible decision. Want to do, and it gets picked off. It's, it's third down, you drop back, you don't have anything, you fire it into the stands, you kick the field goal. Nope. Yeah. He's going to ram it in there. He's going to Mitch it now, right in I, there. I said, I gave Mitch credit. I thought Mitch was brilliant. Mitch threw the interception on purpose. <laughs> it was going to be touchdown or bust. Didn't get to, so he's like, all right, we don't want to be up by, we don't want to be up by six. Because then the Vikings are going to be playing for the touchdown. They're going to beat us. If we can't be up 10, I only want to be up three. Because they're going to play for the field goal and Dan Bailey sucks and he's going to miss the field goal and we're going to win. I think all of that was going through Mitch's head as he's dropping back. Because I think he can handle all these thoughts in his head at once. Lightning speed being calculated. And he's like, "Uh, better throw the pick. (laughs) And they were high-fiving him on his way to the sidelines. Like, yeah, that was a great job. We're only up three. That's what we want. Right. Three-dimensional chest. He's giving fist pumps and all that. No, he wasn't doing that. No. No. Now, there was... I think there. I don't care, but I think there are people who think I hate Mitch, and I don't. I, I think Mitch is completely unhateable. He he's he seems a, like he just seems, seems like, like a, a nice. Guy. He's a yeah. dullard, but he seems like yeah. a nice dullard, as most of them are. Right. He wants to be good. He's just not. It's not. He doesn't have. He's not an asshole. He's not. not we've a, had. We've had all that. We years. Yeah. Good teammate. And, good teammate. I, good guy in the community. All of the things. And I became literally, viscerally upset for him when, at after halftime, they go down to the sideline reporter, Jen Hale, and she talks about what Nagy told him, which was, went to Mitch and said, look what happens when you're true to yourself. <laughs> and I, if I were Mitch, this is why Mitch is a much better man than I, I would have been like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, you don't want me to be the quarterback. I just am. So let's act like that, that because that's a, the reality. This is not all of a sudden. That is such a ridiculous thing to, to say. Mm-hmm. What director in Hollywood who would say that to an actor? You know, just look what happens when you're yourself. It's a little lot of football coach, an NFL football coach to an NFL quarterback. Uh, pardon me? Skate, what, I, I didn't quite follow you there. 
coach. I think one of the things we learned yesterday is that in his in his absence, we realized just how good Jalen Johnson is. Mm. Because it was a that his half of the field was a highway without him there with whatever Kindle the door is. And now Duke Shelley, I'll give him credit. He made one great play and it was right before the fourth down that they, that the Vikings went for in the first half um, where he nailed Dalvin cook and kept him a yard short. It was, that was a, it was a legit outstanding play. Um, But yeah, it's pretty clear that the bears have two really good corners and then nothing. Because we already know that Buster is terrible. Right. Well, it turns right. out that the other guys, there's a reason Buster plays. Because yeah. the other guys are worse. <sighs> the other thing, oh, the other thing we're talking about before, about all the things that happened that, um, you know, if they if they decide to keep Mitch, which I don't think they will, but if they do, they'll all screwed Bear fans at the same time, was the Corderell Patterson injury. Yeah. In a weird right. way. It was interesting to me that he was... Um, despite being injured, was somehow okay to return kicks. That was odd to me, too. <laughs> but he was unavailable as a running back, which right. meant the poor Bears had to give the ball to David Montgomery <laughs> over you know, and over Nagy, and over again. Which, you know, Nagy, for some reason, right. hated doing. Yes. And it turns out that when you give him the ball a lot, he actually gets better, which is true of a lot of running backs. That yeah, uh, well, especially a guy built like him, a big, so you know, strong kind of guy. He's not he's not a burner in terms so, of speed. He's a guy who's gonna can, can run through the tackles. So I heard this stat on NFL this morning. Kyle Brandt, the thirty-two rushes for one hundred forty-six yards for David Montgomery. Do you know the last Bears running back to have those numbers? Let's go with Matt Suey. Well, it was going to play with Matsui. Walter Payton. Walter Payton. 1977. Right. Nice. Been a very long time. Now, I have no problem because I do think that in a perfect world, David Montgomery is a is part of a backfield. I agree, absolutely. But he's if not a feature, he's not a feature no. back, but he is part of a of a of a of a good team's backfield. But if your running back core is him, your kick returner and then whatever Ryan Null is, he should just be getting the ball all the time. <laughs> right. There's, Until yeah. you go get a real running back to play with him, then you just give him the ball. That would seem to be the smart thing to do. Now, he's now run for 100 yards three of the last four weeks. The only time he didn't was the Lions game when, for whatever reason, with a lead, getting the ball six times in the second half. Right. Ended up with, like, 87. That's, that's the other thing. This, this huge winning streak of two games. <laughs> does has not made Matt Nagy not a moron because he still is. Right. Um, it is apparent that the play calling changed when the great Bill Lazor took over in that they, Nagy looks for any excuse to stop running the ball. Lazor looks for some reasons not to run the ball, but he's more apt to stick with it. It well, also it helps been- that they they shuffled that the offensive line around to the fact where they actually have yeah. a run blocking offensive line. And, and I think some of the credit goes to the, to that goes to the dearly departed, uh, Harry, uh, mm-hmm. Harry, he's 
Right. Because no. the two yeah. undrafted rookies, or they're not rookies anymore, they're second-year guys. They're both second-year guys. Who have helped solidify the offensive line, Sam Mustafer and Alex Bars, are Notre Dame grads, who mm-hmm. Harry Heastan coached for four years at Notre Dame, five years, I think. I think they both played a fifth year at Notre Dame. And basically brought with when he came to the Bears. He's like, all right, let's get these guys. Um, and it turns out that they actually work. Now, the offensive line is still not great. No. Mostly because their tackles are not great. Jermaine Effetti is not a tackle. And Charles Leno is, he's Charles Leno. He's doing his, yeah. doing the best he can. <laughs> right. Which isn't great. It's not terrible. They've had worse, um, you know, Stan Thomas and, oh, uh, yeah, it's been worse over there, but it's not, it, sure. they could use an upgrade. Right. So even if the idea is that they, even if you, you fall into this delusion, they got it all figured out now. They find this offense is a finely tuned machine. Mm-hmm. Why did it take so long to figure this out? When your head coach isn't literally doesn't coach the defense at all, and is supposed to be this offensive guru, why did it take him almost three full seasons to figure <laughs> out this? It's because they still haven't figured anything out. That's correct. They're still just randomly throwing shit at the wall, and for three weeks it's... It's worked, and it didn't even work well, a full. It, it didn't work a full three weeks because they've only won two games in a row, not three. It, yeah, well, it's going to get worse because it's going to be it's going to be four weeks after this week. It's going to. I mean, I mean, the Bears are going to look like you know, <laughs> you know the the Tom Brady Patriots offensively against the Jaguars. You would think. Yeah. Well, if they don't, that's a real problem. I mean, if, yeah. I mean, literally, this is what I would. I wonder if you gave this. Let's see how confident Matt Nagy is in his team. If you went to him, <laughs> if George McCaskey called him up and said, "All right, here's the here's what we'd like to do. We will add an extra year to your contract if you win on Sunday, but if you lose, you're fired immediately. You don't even fly back from Jacksonville. You're just there." Right. Does Nagy take that? No way. No, he doesn't. There's no, no way, way he's like, uh, no, no. no. Even though we just talked about the fact the Jags literally don't want to win this game. The, 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 like the people Jags, will get yeah. fired there if they win. Yes. Right. This has the, the opportunity to really, we haven't seen this sort of thing in a while where, because all year you, you thought, okay, well, the Jets are, are going to win the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes and they should have. But they didn't. And all of a sudden the Jaguars like, oh, my God, we can get this guy. And all we have to do is lose. We're great at that. Yep, that's. We think we know how to do. You're speaking our language now. All we have to do is what we always do anyway. Perfect. Can you imagine? I mean, I would think honestly, if you're the Jags, you go the full commitment to lose, and you announce tomorrow Mike Glennon is playing quarterback. Because there's a chance Gardner Minshew could get hot, and Mike Glennon can't. You know, we know we've seen it. We know we can't get hot. Right. I mean, his the the greatest play in Mike Glennon Bears history was the play against the Packers, where the snap hit him in the knee <laughs> and bounced to the Packers for a. It was the most amazing thing we've ever seen. Literally, a shotgun snap hit him in the knee, bounced straight to a Packer, as though he had caught it and somehow like underhanded it to him. Yeah, that's the only memorable play, other than the fact that he also looked like a giraffe. 
Right. Because he's six seven, but he's really he's five ten with a super long neck. Now most NFL check me if I'm wrong, most Hall of Fame NFL quarterbacks in their highlight reel, they do not have a play where they get hit in the knee by the snap, right? I don't think that so. does not happen. Okay. Yeah. I think Otto Graham has one where it hits him in the nuts. But not the knee. But he still scored a touchdown, I'm sure. Yeah, he know. actually caught the ball with his groin and just waddled for three yards for a touchdown. Right. It was like it was the really Chester important. Markle play, except and he actually he needed it because he stiff armed two guys with the ball yeah. stuck to his crotch. Would not have scored otherwise. It was amazing. That's why Otto won six titles. When he tried to fake, to, knew how to do it. And when Otto tried to, you know, he he did the fake pitch with the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was an incredible move. Yeah, that was something. That yeah, guy, that, that's a winner. There's a exactly. So yeah, so wh- why don't you start, my uh, uh, Glennon? I would say call up who has somebody has Blake Bortles. Call him up. Tell him we want to we want to bring him back. Yeah. Blaine Gabbert. So the point being, the Bears are going to a- exit this weekend uh, with another win and with a very real shot of winning, of, of, of getting a playoff spot, especially if the Packers win on Sunday night. It's all lining up. for. Well, here's the thing. Now, if the Bears, if, if the Bears had run the ball against the Lions... <laughs> Ian simply punted. They would literally be in the set. They'd be in the seventh spot right now. Steve Kornacki would have them in. Yeah. Well, everybody would have them in. Right. Because they would own the tiebreaker over the Cardinals. I don't want the tiebreaker. Yeah. What could the tiebreaker possibly be that the Bears have it over the Cardinals? Is it, you know, most, is it, you know, whoever beat Tampa? gets to go to the playoffs? Is that the number one tiebreaker? I don't remember that. Oh. Um, although it probably is. It's probably like conference record. And so the win over the Bucks, and then... Um, yeah. Is that the only good win they have? Uh, they beat the Giants. No. It's got to be that. Must be if you beat Tom Brady, you're in. That could be. That's the tiebreaker. Which that team was. beat Tom Brady? All right. Well, Bears are in then. They're in. They get which the which team did he forget how many downs there were? Or otherwise, they would have lost that game, too. <laughs> right. Tom Brady couldn't remember how to count to four. <laughs> That's great. God, what a weird season. <laughs> All of these <laughs> incredibly weird seasons. Right. I got, you, you forget Tom Brady forgetting how to count to four. That happened this year. That was part of the, of the canon that is this Bears season. Then pretended that he didn't. <laughs> right, whoa, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, Tom, no, we whoa. saw you holding four yeah. fingers to the ref. Right. Like, we this literally... is fourth down. Like, no, that was fourth down. <laughs> well, I went to Michigan. I don't know. I don't know that they yeah. even get. How high do they get in the, num- in the numerals? I've, I've only likes three. prime numbers, maybe. They just go to three, and then they stop. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. There was that. Um. Robert Quinn had a sack. Robert Quinn. Look at this. Dominated. Doubled his season total all the way to two now. (laughs) That's a $30 million well spent. Yeah. Right, right. Well, there you go. Ryan Pace, extend him. 
Um, but that's that's what we're careening towards, though. Is just now the biggest play of the season to this point might very well have been Brett Urban's play on the fourth down in the fourth quarter because they showed on the Fox showed on the replay that the play that they ran, as ridiculous as it was to run that on fourth and one, was going to work. Except okay. Cousins couldn't get couldn't couldn't release the ball when he wanted to because he was backpedaling away from the great Brett Urban. Right. Uh, Justin Jefferson was wide open in the middle of the field for an easy first down and probably 20 or 30 yards after that. So, Mitch gets a contract extension. It's Brett Urban's fault. He's taking Brett Urban out to dinner. Son of a bitch. I yeah. used to like that guy. Not anymore. <laughs> but that's where we're at, though. It, it, it's, it, they're, they're at the point, okay, if they lose to the, the, if they lose to the Jaguars, that's really the I feel I'm afraid that's like the only chance we have for them to blow this thing up and start over again. Yeah. Right? Well at the very the least Jaguars, at the worst now they're gonna go eight and eight. And George yeah. McCaskey is not blowing this thing up at an eight and eight season. It's just not gonna happen. They're gonna go one more. Yeah. They literally have to lose to the Jaguars in order to turn this thing around. That's how yeah, that's where they're at. Yeah. I think if they somehow make the playoffs at nine and seven it gives Ryan Pace a one-year contract extension. Absolutely. He gets to no keep, it lines no him up with Nagy then. Right. And that's it's absurd. But I think it happens. Yeah. It doesn't mean it. You may get that anyway at 8-8, eight eight, Andy. I mean, that's at 8-8, eight eight, you might get that. That's, that's wrong. Yeah, I mean, a real team, well, a real football team says, all right, this, you have a poorly constructed team. Right. So you're fired. And we'll let the new guy decide whether or not your visor-loving head coach is fired. Mm-hmm. Um, a somewhat competent team says, all right, we almost made the playoffs despite what all the stuff that happened. Right. Um, this, is your, this is your last shot. You have one year left. You know, go for it. The Bears are very likely to go, great job. Here's, yeah. here's an extra year or three. What because... We cannot emphasize this enough. The Jaguars are going to lose to the Bears this week. They, I mean, they are to the point so where motivated not to win. If Jacksonville game. has a one-point lead with, say, 10 seconds left in the game, they're not lining up in the victory formation. They're lining up to take a safety. They're going to take a safety. Yes. Right. If they don't, there will be an FBI. They're just going to tell the center, snap it to the wall. Right. right. It's like, look. We proved to everybody we won this game. Now take the damn safety yes. so we can get Trevor Lawrence. Right. We have a chance to get – because, you know, for people who watch Notre Dame football. <laughs> so the double <laughs> overtime win against Clemson with DJ Ungulele. I think I said his name right. Maybe not. That dude is really good. It's very clear. Yeah. That guy is good. Very good. But Trevor Lawrence – that's how much better yeah. Trevor Lawrence is. I mean, he's the best player in college football for a reason. And so I'm sure there were, think about how many Jet fans watched the Clemson Notre Dame game with their pants off. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. And then, right. like, Joe 18 Namath, hours later, are yeah. like, oh my God, he's gone. They did the most Jet, the Jets did the most Jets thing ever. That's a very bare thing to do. It is. It but is. But even Jets. That would be. Even the, even the Bears are second. As are, much as are, I love Cairo Santos. 
if, the, <laughs> if, if he kicked a field goal to win a game to cost the Bears um, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yes. that would be a problem. He's going to yeah. need he's going to need to hire protection. Right. So they're going to be eight and eight, and eight and eight, right there. That that might just that alone, whether they make the playoffs or not, might be enough to bring the whole gang back. Eight and eight after starting five and one. Oh, I'm not saying it should be. No, enough, I'm just saying that. How do you, even if you're even if you're a McCaskey, with yeah. and the family tree is a stick, <laughs> you know, it just goes straight up and down. Right. Even they ought to be able to do that math, right? Which was because mm-hmm. we only won three of our last ten games. Oh, that doesn't seem good. Does that is that good? That doesn't sound good. Is Instead, good? Pace will give them the whole. You know, doesn't matter how you get there. Yeah, right. Hey. It's eight wins. Eight wins. Eight wins. Eight wins in a year when the Lions are the Lions. Terrible. Still yeah. only managed to split with them. The Vikings, right. everybody on their team had COVID at least once. Right, right. Only split with them. Yeah. You're only going to split with the Packers if the Packers decide to basically hand you the final game. Now, if you're the Packers and you don't need Week 17, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, if we, if we lose to the Bears, they're going to bring everybody back. I think we should lose to the Bears. I think that we do just for the comedy. And it's it, here's the sad like, thing about this about the rivalry. Now, in the old days, the Packers would have wanted to win just because it's the Bears. Like screw them, f them. Right. They don't care anymore. They beat the Bears so routinely that if they decide ah if the Bears beat us, who cares? That's the state yeah. of the rivalry. It's like eh, big deal. And oh, right. maybe the Bears make the playoffs. Well. They're not going to do anything. If they make it, who gives a shit? Well, and, and, and if the Packers lose to the Bears, there's no question the whole gang is coming back. And then, you and then you know, can you, and the, hey, Packers, you guys lost to the Bears. Did we? <laughs> yeah, man, we did really. Did we really? Let's think about that. Because yeah. we lost a game that was meaningless to us. We were still the number one seed, and you guys brought that whole crew we took back. Our, we took our rookie quarterback out of mothballs for the first time all year yeah, and let yeah. him play. And yeah, right. you guys our, beat him. And I don't know our, if the Bears can beat him. Our starting running back was Jake from State Farm. I think even with the Packers taking mercy on the Bears in Week 17, yeah. I still don't know if the Bears beat him. And it's not because I think the Packers are that great, because I don't. I just think that the Bears aren't very good. And I watch them every week. And yeah, I, I mean, want the more them to be good. Yeah, I mean, I desperately want talking, them to be good. The more we're talking, the more the more I am now resigned to the fact that no matter what happens, this gang is coming back next year, minus perhaps Ted Phillips. But other than that, yeah. it's going to be Mitch Pace. Yes, and I think Nate Ted. I think Ted is going to be very well compensated to go away. Yeah, he's going to retire. He's not going to get fired. They're going to let him retire. They're probably going to give him yeah. some. They're going to probably put him on the board. He's still going to be around. It's not even we're not even going to get rid of him. President America. And they're going to go hire a president, and it's going to be some ineffectual, you know. I even think this is a distinct possibility. I keep throwing these things out. I was joking about, you know, almost. I was joking, but I wasn't joking about them hiring Jeff Joniak to be the president and still having him announce the games because that's the kind of sycophant that the Bears would love to have in that job. It's why it's, it's, he's Ted, basically, with a not quite as good a tan, but still a pretty good tan. Um, I could easily see the Bears easily hire John McDonough to be the president. Oh, 
In fact, if you made me, if you said, all right, you have to pick somebody who they're going to hire. That's who I would pick. It'd be his third team, Chicago yeah. team. The president, he got to be president of the Cubs for a year before he bolted to be the president of the Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Yeah. Won three Stanley Cups. Yeah. And as Dave Kaplan will tell you, it was all John McDonough and Jay Blunk. Players didn't have anything to do with that. Um, I could absolutely see it. And you could even you could even rationalize it as what we want out of the president, really, is a guy who knows how to run an organization. Yeah. He's going to leave the football stuff to pace. But, you know, we need the interns need to be wearing ties. What the hell is going on? Why don't our interns wear ties? So right, McDonald will right. come in. The interns are all wearing ties now. Right. The giveaways of the game will be much better. Actually, the game experience, the bear, the Soldier Field in-game experience would get improved because McDonough, for all of his bluster, is really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wouldn't affect, it's not going to make the team any better, which is what you really should be going for. But right. I could absolutely see that. Right. In fact, and I thought of it the minute day. when the when the Blackhawks fired him, I thought, yeah, now it's his, now it's his, he gets to go run the Bears now. That's a really, really good point. That's a really interesting point. All these people are like, oh, Theo, get Theo. Theo doesn't want to do that. But I guarantee McDonough wants to do it. He's not going to say no. Well, and, you know, because their second choice would be probably Tom Thayer. Yeah, could be Tom Thayer. Patrick Manley, maybe. Seems like everybody loves Patrick (laughs) Manley. Because, you know, because you could see that logic, too, you know, John Elway, yep. Matt Millen, right? We get a we get John a former Lynch. player, right? John Lynch. We get he's been around the team for these last twenty years. You know, Holly, uh, the eighty-five Bears. Yeah, they Notre love, Dame they guy, still Notre, Notre, Notre Dame guy. The, they're still gooey for the eighty-five Bears. Yeah, Notre Dame. You could see. Okay, so John McDonough with Tom Thayer is maybe a distant second choice if if, if something falls through with McDonough for whatever reason. Or, or does Jay Blunk slide up between Fair and... <laughs> Gives up his job with the... He's still with the Blackhawks, right? I think he is. Whatever phony baloney job they gave him. I don't know what the restructuring. I don't know how what they did. Give Jay, give him a harumph. Give Jay Blunk harumph. Maybe Lovey. Bring Lovey back. There you go. Actually, we know Maybe. that's not happening. That's not going to happen. No. 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 Maybe Brett Bielema. Oh, no. He has a job now. Yeah, they got him a job. <laughs> Well, that was uh, that was an interesting choice. Not that we want to go down that rabbit hole necessarily. But. You know, it's funny. I what I thought was really interesting was the the amount of Badger fans who immediately were like, "Oh, that's hilarious." Yeah, they're just they're still pissed that he left. Yeah, he was good with the yes, Badger. He was, and they were embarrassed by the fact that he went to Arkansas instead of stayed right. there. I mean, they went to the Rose Bowl the last three years he was there, and they replaced him with the guy who bolted for Oregon State, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they managed to, you know, know, they stabilize things with the guy who just wears the sweatshirts. But um, that, to me, is all All about the bitterness of, you know, Chubby Brett took off, took his hot wife, and bolted for Arkansas. And the other thing was, yes, he didn't win at Arkansas, but Arkansas has been terrible since he left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
And the biggest problem he had was he, he took over Bobby Petrino's team and tried to play the style he was playing at Wisconsin. He didn't have the people to do it, and I don't think he can play that style in the SEC and win anyway. Um, it's not – somebody's going to win at well, Illinois. I don't know if it's going to be Brett Bielema, but, but somebody's going to win. It's ridiculous to me that that is not a good football team. There's yeah. no reason for it. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I would have taken the guy, uh, Lance Leopold, who'd been at um, – Whitewater and was like 109 at six at Whitewater, and then went to Buffalo and proved he could actually coach in Division One. Wait, he was the Bo Ryan of uh, of uh, football yes. game, right? Um, think about Brett Bielema. He does not leave. He does not. He does not go go gently. No, he's a you get, you get a very you get a very large personality with a very large pair of pants and 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 a very large uh vendetta didn't he sue arkansas oh probably i don't know he I'm he said sure he the reason now, i i i understand he he said lots of nasty things about wisconsin when he left right so, yeah, yeah he doesn't there's have, a reason they're pissed at him. right um but the idea that they laugh that he can't win there it's like well can't he is that the part yeah. we don't know i mean yes you're entitled to take a, you know to call him an asshole cuz he he was I don't think you get to just laugh at, you know, oh, that's doomed. I don't know that it's doomed. Yeah, right. But I also right, don't know it. what success looks like at Illinois. Okay, so hold on. Not to, so Brett Bielema's $7 million lawsuit, a further consequence of Arkansas's money mess. The former college coach is suing the Razorback Foundation, magnifying Arkansas's, now pop up, uh, block my view of this. Uh, <laughs> Suing the Razorback Foundation, magnifying Arkansas's previous poor financial and administrative decisions. Does that sound like a guy that you want to bring on? He, because it's going to end ugly at some point. Now, this is the line I hired Brad Underwood to come coach the basketball team, and mm-hmm. then Oklahoma State immediately got put on probation, and somehow <laughs> none of it stuck to Brad. None right. of it. So right. I. I don't. I, th- I think they they know how to look the other way. I guess. Yeah, I'm sure I guess doing well. that with Brett. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, Brett. He's from. He's from Prophetstown. I played basketball yeah. against Prophetstown. We went played in a tournament, and we played the Prophetstown Prophets. How could a guy from Prophetstown be? A I also guy? think it's fun. This is yes. He has an Iowa. He has the Iowa Hawkeye tattooed on him somewhere. His leg, I think. Yeah. And people think that's hilarious because he's coaching Wisconsin, he's coaching Illinois. But so, yeah, he played at Iowa, and he coached there. So yeah. I guarantee yeah. you there are other guys. I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Jake Arrieta has the Coastal Carolina logo tattooed on him. Because of Tommy. Yeah, it's a tattoo. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. Coastal Carolina, new, new power in football, college football. Yeah. I don't like, by the way. There was a bowl game today. Was there? Yes, and it was played. It was the Myrtle Beach Bowl, and it was played yeah. at Coastal Carolina, which is not in Myrtle Beach. It's in Conway, which is close. Right. Uh, but that awful teal field was on my screen again. I had to change it. I was worried it would burn into the screen, so I changed the channel. Well, the Rose Bowl, of course, could be played in Arlington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was great. that was uh, be- before he before he readied his team to get obliterated by Clemson. Brian Kelly was throwing down the gauntlet that <laughs> if they had to if they had to go to the Rose Bowl and fans couldn't yeah. go there, Notre Dame he wasn't even sure they'd go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Of course, yeah. Sure. No, 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 no. Oh, 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 we're getting our doors blown off against Clemson. No, guy, I was, you thought it was serious about that. I mean, the thing about that blowout was how, uh, like, how condensed it was. Because that was a game. The whole first quarter, that was a game. And then all of a sudden, Clemson was like, all right, we had enough of this shit. Yeah, like, yeah, enough, right. And it was just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, because Notre Dame missed a field goal. They could have gone up 6 nothing. They went for it deep in Clemson territory because they decided not to kick a field goal again when it was uh, 6-3. to And then I think it was two plays later, it was uh, it was 10-3. to And then yeah. it was the boat race had begun. Right. Right. And I know now, people... Yeah, the people oh. who throw in a fit about Notre Dame getting the four spot. There are two good teams in college football again this year. That's right. There's uh, Alabama and, and, and there's Clemson. And, Clemson. And, the, and, and it's the same two every year, by right. the way. Yeah. And Ohio State gets to it's get terrible. blown out by Clemson. That that's right. their Ohio State's awful. And they were just right. picking a team to get crushed by Alabama. And who yeah. better? Who do people like to see get crushed on national TV more than <laughs> Notre Dame? Because he can't yeah, pick a team awesome. that's going to give Alabama a game in that game. It's like, well, it's, well, it's A&M. They're throwing a fit. They gave up 52 points when they played Alabama already this year. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that again. Oh, Cincinnati. Yeah, that's what we want to see. We want to see Cincinnati give up 70. Yeah. So you might as well send Notre Dame, where they'll get a better TV rating, and people will you know, sit, kick back and enjoy watching them get hammered. Because it's inevitable. There's only going to be one more good game, and it's going to be the Bama-Clemson National Championship game. That's it. Right. right. Some of fouls are going to be terrible. I, 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 I texted... Uh... Jerry Palm and I have known each other for 30 years or something. I texted Jerry. I'm like, is it, uh, Texas A&M, can, can they make it in over Notre Dame? He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, no. I'm like, because you think they deserve it or because you think the committee will put them, uh, you know, uh, will go that way. He's like, both. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's Notre Dame. There's no question. Yeah. It's going to be a rough watch. It's going to be a rough watch. But, you know, that usually is. That, that semifinal is usually yes. kind of a yeah. late thing. There, you occasionally get one good game. Right. The question is, who's going to get lose more, Notre Dame or Ohio State? Because Ohio State is terrible. They're not a good football no, team. No, they're not. This, it's not a typical Ohio State No. Team. And the fact that they got in was playing six games is kind of sad. And then they also have to, the Big Ten – has to change their COVID protocol. That's right. For them to be able to play because it'll be less than 21 days. Right. So now it's 17 days yeah. because obviously the, the the research says, no, 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 21 is too many, but 17 is fine. Yeah. It's all it's all a, a farce. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> back to the Bears and their future quarterback, uh, Mac Jones. Mac uh, that's a tie-in tie to the Alabama. Well, Mac's going to look good, though. Against Notre Dame. People are going to oh, be all excited great. about Mac Jones when he throws five touchdown passes. Right. Honestly, at this point, uh, I just want not Mitch. Not Mitch is, the Mitch, is my the Mitch ex- Here's the thing. Okay, let's okay, we'll get back to Mitch for a second. Because I, you know, people, I think, think I beat upon poor Mitch. But there's a reason, because he deserves it. Um, <laughs> so the people who think the Bears should just re-sign Mitch. If he's if he becomes a free agent, who's going to try to sign him? Hmm. 
Anybody? Is there anybody out there just clamoring? Now, obviously, he's going to get a job because Blake Bortles has a job. Blaine Gabbard has a job. There aren't enough quarterbacks to have backups. But nobody, there is not a team in this league that would bring Mitch in to be the starter. Nobody. Not one. Not one. No. And so why should the Bears be the team to do it? It doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah, they make new quarterbacks every year. Go find one. And keep looking. Forever, probably. What about Otto Graham? Is he still alive? <laughs> Good old number 66. If we if we had Otto Graham and Sid Luckman, yeah. we would have quite the tandem. So I was wrong about I it's my problem with not listening to the broadcast, only looking at the graphics, like Troy Aikman. <laughs> um because I went to write it and realized I looked it up and it wasn't true, but it's still bad. Um Darnell Mooney broke the rookie receiving record for the Bears with 46 receptions. I don't know what the graphic was that they showed, because they showed Justin Jefferson had had 83 catches and Randy Moss had 82. Justin Jefferson doesn't have 83 catches, and Randy Moss didn't have 82 catches as a rookie at 65. <laughs> so I don't know what that graphic was, but... It still points out the fact that Minnesota, a team that's not exactly, it's not Eric Coriel. Right. Their rookie reception record is 20 receptions more than the Bears. Every time the Bears break a passing or receiving record, it's an embarrassment when we see it. It's like they've been playing for 100 years, and their all-time leading receiver averaged 500 yards a season. (laughs) 500. Johnny Morris... 5,000 yards in five in 10 seasons. That's their that's the all time leading receiver still to this day. It's that's humiliating. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Every time, yeah. Every time someone breaks a passing record, it's just an indictment of the Bears' yeah. history of not being able to pass the football. It's amazing. It's really amazing that they've gone, they've literally gone 70 years without a really good quarterback with the idea that. Jim McMahon was a good quarterback. I'm going to say, I'm, 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 I'm going to throw Jim he, McMahon. But he couldn't get on the field, which that was a problem. hindered was, it. Yeah. So they've had two good quarterbacks in 70 years. One of yeah. them was off injured. Yes. And that's it. You can't even really that's make it. a case. I mean, you can't make a case for Cutler. Cutler's the – Jay Cutler might be the third best quarterback in Bear history. <laughs> that's how sad the Bear – now, talent-wise, he's I up there. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks, physically oh. talented quarterbacks in NFL history. But he never, he didn't get squat out of it, so that doesn't really amount to much. You know what? When you think about it, again, just talking talent now. Jay Cutler, the Bears, the Bears may have had two of the most talented quarterbacks ever. If you if you count Jay Cutler and the great Jeff George, yes, that's right. You forget Jeff George was old number one for the Bears. Right. So, if you're gonna, so that's an odd argument. <laughs> well, it's funny because people, people compared George and Cutler when they came out, and I thought, well, that's just ridiculous. And then it turned out to be pretty f- accurate. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Now, Jay, I'll be a Jay defender forever. 
But a lot of it, some of it was the I don't give a shit attitude. That was, it was a problem at times. But mm-hmm. he also, they they changed coordinators all the time. They had a terrible offensive line the whole time he was there. Um, He got, he got obliterated. Like one entire season. He just got hammered game after game after game. So they didn't exactly set him up for success. But he also didn't. That does not make him. He didn't overcome any of that. Right, and and that does not make him unique as a Bears quarterback for the Bears not to set him up. Yeah, because it's it's it just. I mean, it's kind of a chicken and egg thing with them. Which is, have they not had a good quarterback because they haven't had a good quarterback, or have they not had a good quarterback because they've never had an offense that was geared to actually produce quarterback success? I think at some point the somehow. The Bears got it into their organizational DNA that well, you just can't throw the ball in the cold weather of Chicago, which of course ignores that you can throw the ball in the cold weather of Boston quite effectively. Or Green Bay. Or, or Green Bay. Yes. There's plenty of cold, <laughs> cold weather cities where throwing the ball does not seem to be an issue. But for whatever reason, in Chicago, you just can't do that. It seemed like it was a, a badge of honor for them that they're going to have this tough defense and then they were just going to be ball control offense. Right. We don't right. need a good quarterback. We're not going to have one. Well, right. okay, that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy then because you need one to win a Super Bowl. And yes, people will give you the, you know, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. The Redskins won Super Bowls with three, you know, Doug right. Williams after he was good, Jay Schrader and Mark Rippon, those aren't very good. But those are the exception. Jeff Hostetler winning for the Giants. When you look at teams who go to the Super Bowl routinely, they all have great quarterbacks. That's the how you get there. They're the most, the yeah. best, yeah. the shortest route to having a great team is to have a great quarterback. The most important position in all of professional sports yes. is the NFL quarterback. The old joke was, you know, quarterback gets too much credit when we win and too much blame when we lose. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Yeah, Dick, coach, Dick used to say that all the time. Yeah. No, coach. No. The quarterback, more often than not, is the reason you win or the reason you've lost. He's yep. that important. Yes, that's a that's an issue. Yeah. So the um, the experts, what do you think the line is for Bears at Jaguars? I mean, if I'm thinking logically, it's got to be like 21 points, but I'm sure it's more like nine or something. It's seven and a half. Okay, seven and a half. Which is the third time this year the Bears have been favored. (laughs) Have Jerry Palm look that up for you. Yeah, right. I'm sure he's made a lot of money this year fading the Bears. Um, (laughs) Yeah, seven and a half. And the over-under is like 46. Uh, uh, oh, it's a bit. So they're basically counting. That's that's counting on the Bears to score a lot of points. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know that you could. I don't know that I could comfortably make the Bears seven and a half point favorites over anybody. Although they are just two weeks removed from pasting the Texans. So I mean, they're playing the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence on the line. How? I, yeah. I mean, yeah, they should be. It. You know, the uh, the Jets winning against the Rams. That was a 17-point spread. It's the, <laughs> that's the biggest upset since, like, 1975. 
Which really says something, doesn't it? If that was a 17-point spread, and this is a seven-and-a-half-point yeah, seven spread. Right. Wow. That uh, doesn't give a, does not show a lot of respect for the, uh, the beloved bear. So there well, you. I'll take I'll take the Bears to cover this week. I would hope. I, I would hope. It'd be hard. We'll see. Should be a relatively stress-free romp in Jacksonville. It should be the Jaguars take the snap, lay the ball on the ground, and just head to the sideline. <laughs> I mean, uh, what are we doing? Take, we know you're going to rip it away from us anyway. You can just have yeah, it. why even bother? <laughs> For the Jaguars. So what if what if this happens? Bears get a lead. They're going to score twenty points in the first half. That's what they do now, and they're not going to score it all in the second because that's what they do. So they get up twenty-one nothing at halftime. Mike Glennon comes in and just (laughs) rips it up. Right. Ah, what could have been? Pace would be like, "I told you guys, I was right about him." Uh, Right. right. Yeah. You don't get credit for that, moron. No. No. Go get your haircut. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's a very, it's a weird situation to be in, right, with this Bear team. Because mm-hmm. you want them to win. Because they're the Bears. This is what we do. We do want them to win. see them and, win. And maybe we're to the point now where it's like, you know what, they might as well win. Because well, that's the they're already, the, the changes we want aren't going to happen now. They're just not. The only, way, the only way they happen is if they lose to the Jaguars, which just, is impossible that they could lose to the Jaguars. Well, maybe, maybe Brockford, Illinois, James Robinson will run for you know two hundred yards and four touchdowns. And well, let's hope he does. Because yeah, other than that, then yeah, I guess you might as well make up the playoffs. We'll have another week of football to torture ourselves with. So if the Bears, if the Bears make it into the playoffs and they play the Saints in that seven-two um, game, is that? Does the NFL look at all the playoff matchups and make that the Saturday, the early Saturday game? The one that is the always like, game. ugh, the and you get game. the B team from ESPN, and they're like, all yeah. right, go get them. Actually, I think it's NBC. I think you get, I think you get Tariko in the Dunge. Ooh, We've already done a Bears game. Sounds like, sounds like a 70s TV show. Yep. Um, I uh, here's I I would say no only yeah, because it's, it's a no Chicago and New Orleans are just, yeah there's yeah I, there's a better chance that that's the Saturday night game yeah which is think. actually the kind of the marquee game of the first weekend only because they're like hey it's our one shot to get the get the Chicago rating because they're going to be out we might right. as well put them on yeah they probably yeah. would be the early game on Sunday the noon kickoff on yeah Sunday. yeah that could be. Um, if it's Cardinal Saints, mm. that one might be the early game just because it's Arizona, but that would be a really good game, I think. So maybe that gets bumped. Be a good game that that most people don't care about. Here's the thing: could maybe what is wrong with uh, Roger Goodell? <laughs> How is there no way to say, all right, well, the Bears make the playoffs? Kyler Murray is going to play for the Bears. That'll solve there all of go. our problems. We get the third right. biggest market. They get a dynamic young quarterback. There we go. We're just taking yeah. it from Arizona. We're trading Trubisky for for Kyler Murray. Right. Because right. you're Phoenix. Nobody gives a shit. We're taking your quarterback. Well, you know, he's my former castmate, Roger, Roger Goodell. So I don't, I, right. I, 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 I have a great respect for that. That's right. 
and the <laughs> how many Cleos did that ad win? All of them, I, would uh, I think every single Clio. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, for for like ten years in a row. <laughs> yeah, even after it stopped running. <laughs> it's uh, gonna, it, damn, Leon Zancastle the the won again. We're the favorites to win the twenty twenty three Clio. By yeah. the way, so keep that. Yeah. Could be. The ten year anniversary, I think. Right? <laughs> Will they do a reunion commercial? Bring everybody back. <laughs> yeah, every year I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Let's bring everybody back and scout Leon Sandcastle again. What was your line? Uh, Sandcastle. I think it was Sandcastle. Yeah. Okay, because the guy yeah. asked you, "Who's who the that new kid?" Was? Yeah. Sandcastle. Yeah, is it- how many takes? Sandcastle. How many? You get that on the first take. I mean, they probably oh, did a bunch for coverage, but you, I'm sure you nailed lot, it we did on, a lot the, for, on the first for one. Safety. For safety. Yeah. For safety. <laughs> what was funny about that was the, the two of us, like, we, we knew the scouts had a conversation, had that conversation, but they didn't tell us, like, which scout has which line until we were seated there. They're like, uh, yeah, uh, you say that, you say that. Right? Okay. Oh, okay, fine. It's memorable. It is one of the most memorable uh, NFL commercials. Yeah. Great commercial. It was a good one. Remember, remember that when you besmirched Roger Goodell. Yeah, I don't know the Raj had a big part of that of that being successful. No, he but you know, hey, he, he had a job and that was to announce the number one pick, Leon Sandcastle. God. You know who Mitch ought to, you know who Mitch ought to go play for? The Orlando Magic. Mm. This gave Markel Fultz <laughs> a three-year, $50 million extension. It's the same uh, guy who forgot how to shoot. Just completely forgot. That seems, that seems like a lot of money. It does. He gets $50 million to try to remember how to shoot. Mitch could get wow. $50 million to try to remember how to complete a pass. Yeah. That'd be good. Huh. Yeah. So... I'm sure a week from now we'll be sitting here basking in the the third win in a row. We'll know whether Arizona. If we're not, see, here's yeah, the thing with the Cardinals. Not, yeah, um, they should beat. It's ironic they're playing the Niners at home, but it's also the Niners' home right now, Arizona. Right. So the Niners are ravaged by injury. You know, no Jimmy G, no Raheem Mostert, no whichever Bosa they have. They all those guys are out. They should win that game. So then the Bears be like, okay, well we need to win. we need to beat Green Bay, and then we need the Cardinals lose. Now they will be playing the Rams in L.A. the final game of the season. If the Rams mm-hmm. win on Sunday, they're in the playoffs because they would have clinched a playoff spot yesterday had they not lost to the Jets. Right. So it could very well be that the the Cardinals, the Bears are playing the Packers who don't want to win or don't care, while the Cardinals are playing the Rams who don't care if they mm-hmm. win. That's week 17 at its finest in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. They don't do the thing yet that baseball does, that the English Premier League has been doing forever, which is the final game of the season, everybody plays at the same time. So there's none of this, oh, that team, we're in because that team lost or whatever. Everybody, yeah, well, just, everybody kicks off at the same part. time and just plays. They do that. Yeah. Uh, they don't do that yet. And honestly, they never will. They, they, they will because, never no, they need their three TV windows. They're not screwing right. that up. Right, 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 um, right. So that could be that the uh, – you could. this could be a very exciting game out in L.A. If the Bears lose to the Packers, 
in the early game at noon and the Cardinals are in and the Rams are in. That's literally <laughs> just like touch football for three right. hours. You know, and right. They might as well just pretend everybody has COVID and call it a draw and send everybody home. Yeah, which probably wouldn't be that far of a leap, but yeah. I'll piss off all the fans, though. That pay yeah. for Oh, that's right. There are none. <laughs> right. So my faithful would not be happy. So... I guess... A year from now... Not a year from now. August. <clears throat> the assumption is we'll all be back cramming into these big stadiums to watch football. Mm-hmm. My my hope as a Bear fan has been that the Bears are scared that you know they didn't get any revenue from concessions or ticket sales or anything this year. And if they just run it back next year, fans are going to be like, you know what? I comfortably watched all this crap from my couch last year. You're giving me the same product. I'm just going to watch it on my couch again. I don't know if there's yeah. any way to convey to the McCaskies that, though. I think they have to see it. I think they have to live it. And they have to bring everybody back, and then all of a sudden in September, they're like tearing through the waiting list, and people are like, nah, it's okay. Like, you've been on the season ticket waiting list for nine years, and now's your chance. That's eh, okay. I don't really. I, that's that's, that's fine. I don't want them. All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they did. They could well be. They did intentionally build the new soldier field with fewer seats than the old one. With the idea that over time, the only way to be able to raise ticket prices is for ticket scarcity. And people, they were right about this idea that they need a capacity to be less if they're going to continue to raise prices. Mm-hmm. They had to artificially create ticket scarcity. A demand. Uh, right. So yeah. that leads you to believe that somebody there has an idea that this could happen. Maybe it's Ted Phillips. And they're sending Ted off to retire and he's like, ah, fuck you guys. I don't care. Give me my check. Maybe it's Jeff Joni. Maybe it's Jeff Joni. Maybe it's Jeff Joni. Maybe it's John McDonough. Right. Or he'll yeah. come in or and Jay go, Blanc. gotta fire everybody because we gotta get some excitement. Well, because, you know, I mean, right. Because we know going to a Bears game is really hard <laughs> it's yeah i i mean i love the bears i'm that my i'm at first and foremost a cub fan but the bears are very close behind i'm yeah, yeah, i'm 99.9 sure i have been to my last bear game ever i just have, I have zero no i will never miss i will not not watch them even if they're eliminated yeah. and they're playing the Packers in the last week, I'm watching the damn game because they're the Bears. Right. But I just don't think I'm ever going to go again because it's a pain and it's not a great experience. And I don't think NFL games no. in general are much. I don't. I don't. I'm not even singling I out. Agree. Although the Bears make it harder because they somehow manage to build their new stadium and still have not do. And I know a lot of it had to do with Mayor Daly. The game day experience actually got somehow got worse. It was bad, and it somehow got worse. You can't park anywhere near yeah. there. There's no tailgating. There's none of that right. crap. And you got to take the like, red line. To, you got to take the red line to Roosevelt. I mean, it's like I don't want. No, I'm yeah. fine here. This or if you good. drive there, you have to get on a school bus. You have to get on a school bus to go to the stadium. Yeah, and it's just like you know what I can do. I can watch this game at home. 
and much is on my 97 inch television yep. and i can oh, drink I'm my fine. own beer and i can fall asleep yeah. if i want and i can do whatever i want and i don't have to i don't have to have snot dripping onto my ski cap you know cuz it's 40 below in yeah cuz i've had some i've had some great experiences at bear games i went to a bear game uh it was the last game of the I don't remember now. Donahue and I talked about it. I don't remember this crap podcast. 2000 season? No, 90-something. I was in college, so early 90s. Bears needed to beat the Lions to stay in playoff contention. Barry Sanders didn't play. Lions still beat him. <laughs> My friend Neil and I went. I We both of us stashed cans of old-style light inside our jackets. We get to our nice. seats. We pull them out. They're completely frozen. <laughs> That's how cold it is. I mean, we're inside the jacket. Inside the jacket. Froze. They completely froze. They froze solid. And we're both wow. like, why are we here? What What are we doing? Yeah. And we stayed the whole game. Yeah. And then after the game, we went down to whatever gate that was where he knew the players were going to come out. And um, we stood by Trace Armstrong's wife, and she was super hot. And he tried to get autographs. He didn't get any. And then we finally went home. <laughs> but it's like that and that was like from start to finish that was like a 14 hour day mm-hmm. yeah yeah i saw him we saw him play the giants on on a monday night brad muster was playing for the bears uh that was a terrible experience night night games mm-hmm. at soldier field were somehow worse than day games um the only thing i remember about that was i bought for a dollar i bought a the guy guys were selling T-shirts before the game, and they had these. They had, this was during the. This was early nineties, ninety one, maybe ninety two, and uh, the 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 Bulls Pistons rivalry was huge. And this was, um, there were guys selling fuck Detroit shirts, and they were selling right. for like ten bucks before the game. After the game, going back to the car, we saw the same guy, and he still had shirts. I gave him a buck, and he gave me. <laughs> That's my memory of the game. I don't remember anything else. I remember that I bought a fucking yeah. Detroit shirt for a dollar. And then um, I wore it like all semester, brought it home for, brought it home with my stuff uh, at Christmas time, and it disappeared. Because oh, mom threw it away. Still had the shirt. Mom went oh, to do no. the laundry oh. and said, oh, I don't like that, and threw it away. Because of the, it was too profane. Mm-hmm. My boy's not going to wear that F word on his shirt. Damn. So if those are the kinds of things you remember about going to Bear games. Like, I, I can talk about Cub games. Yeah. I remember big moments that happened in the games. I remember, although my fondest memory was the first Cub game I went to. I was a little kid, and uh, we sat down by the uh, third base bullpen, and the guys in front of us were smoking weed. And <laughs> Mike Easler was playing left field for the Pirates. And during warm-ups before the game, he dropped a throw from the center fielder. Just dropped it. And they yeah. yelled at him. They called him hands easily for the rest of the game. That's what I remember. Yeah. I was like nine. I remember right. I remember hands easily and the smell of marijuana. That's what I remember from my first Cub game. But other Cub games, I actually yeah. remember like big moments and plays with the Bears. I remember beers freezing in my coat and buying a fuck Detroit shirt for a dollar. That's what I remember. Thank you, Virginia. Right. Yeah, I remember. I, yeah, my yeah, I remember with Bears games, just a lot of porta potties, a lot of vomit. Yep. It's just yeah, yeah I, don't, finding, I don't need this. I remember in that that super cold game, finding the, there was only one bathroom on our concourse that was working, 
And so there yeah. was also some semblance of heat in there. So there were like a thousand guys in it. Yeah, right. They're just crammed in there. You couldn't even whiz there if you wanted because they were like, oh, fuck you, it's warm in here. Well, it's not. It's 38 right, degrees right, yeah. in here. But yes, it's 20 degrees warmer than it is anywhere else in the stadium. I remember growing up like in the 70s and, you know, still a you know, big Bears fan. And my dad went to a game once, which is a rarity. And I remember him coming home. I don't know what this was, mid-70s or whatever. And he came home. And I was like, "Hey, can we can we go to a can we go to a Bears? Because we'd been to many Cubs games." He's like, "I'm like, can we go to a Bears game?" He's like, "I am never going to, I'm never going to Soldier Field ever again." And and he never did. Uh, and yeah, and uh, like I get it, I, I, I'm totally cool hanging out at home watching the game. Yep. I got no problems doing that. I remember uh, the perfectly the first time I we went to a Bear game at New Soldier Field. I think I've only been to a maybe three ever at New Soldier Field. Yeah. Um. And I don't hate New Soldier Field. I mean, I know it looks... No, it really did screw up. And the original designs were cool. They yeah. they basically had blown up the columns, and they were going to make this huge thing. And then the Historical Society told them, no, you can't you can't mess with the columns. So then they ended up with a little bit... You know, they, they're the same size they right, were, right. but they looked dinky. And so you ended up with the weird spaceship crashed into the lakefront thing. We went... My dad was... Uh, it was a couple of years before he died. Uh, actually, no, it was more than that. It was like six years before he died. Um, and it was me, my brother, my nephew, and my dad. So it was like three generations of us, and we went. And it was a beautiful day. It was the um, – we <laughs> played the Vikings right after the sex boat stuff came out because the guys <laughs> around us were, were screaming at Fred Smoot the entire game. And my <laughs> nephew was like eight, and he's like – What's a sex boat? We're like, ah, don't worry about it. You know, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's like a, it's a boat with sails on it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Is it like a is it like the love boat? No, 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 totally different. <laughs> it's the love boat. Totally it's different. the third date on the love boat. That's what the sex boat. <laughs> that's, that's when Gopher <laughs> comes to Isaac, and never mind. We don't need to go there. <laughs> um, so we we're saying we had pretty decent seats, but the way New Soldier Field is set up, where there's the the gate the the entrances and exits to the concourses are all in the middle. We were above that exit, so the whole game, it's just a constant stream of people walking up and down the aisles to go through that gate, and they're in your way the whole time. <laughs> and we're just sitting there like this sucks. Like before the game, like these are great seats. This is going to be awesome. It was a beautiful day. Right. It was like you know, right. sixty-five. We couldn't have, couldn't have picked a better day weather-wise, oh, and it sucked. Perfect. And I remember Dad going, yeah. "I am never coming to one of these fucking games again." I'm like, yeah, we're never going to drag <laughs> you to one either because it does. It sucks. It yeah, right, right, right. And when, I remember when my dad told me, I was, I was a little kid. I, I don't I don't know why. I, mean, I can imagine now why you know he hated the experience, but he, I didn't get any details. He's like, "We're never going to a Bears game." I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> which uh which is good I, I didn't need to go having having been since i i get what he was uh talking about yeah yeah it is amazing I mean, chicago's not alone but it going to any major sporting event is a pain in the ass it's it hard. really is bulls yeah. games are a pain in the ass blackhawks games are a pain in the ass bears games are a pain in the ass actually you know the one that's not white sacks game well the- yeah, I guess there's nobody true. there. Who you get your who run of the whole. Like my friend, the, the aforementioned Neil, is a huge Sox fan, and he this only Neil. He's a misanthrope. He's like, 
So they won the World Series in 05, allegedly. I don't know. I didn't see it. But they? Allegedly, they won the World Series in 2005. Let's say they did. Okay. He was super happy that they won. You know, he, he loved to see it. He's a huge Sox fan. This is great. But he told me afterwards, I'm like, what's it like? He said, well, it's awesome. He said, but you know what? I don't care if they get bad right away. I don't care because I'm tired of going to games. And there's all these fucking people in our park. <laughs> so by 07, they weren't relevant again. And right. he was perfectly happy because yeah. it, it, to him, the, the perfect White Sox experience is the team's pretty good. And there's 18,000 people at the game. He's yeah. like, honestly, yeah. he said, whatever that's called now, guaranteed rate whatever the hell it is he's like it's a it's a 40,000 seat stadium that sucks if there's more than 20,000 people there mm-hmm. you know I like he goes I like being able to go get a beer and be back in my seat in five minutes I like to be able to wander around right. he was really mad and we used to we went to a lot of games when we were in college we went there a lot you used to be able to just we would buy the upper upper deck tickets the nosebleed ones they had to redo the slope or whatever they had to take seats out because it was too yeah steep. The, they were they were legit it was like a ski jump Yes. Yeah. We would buy tickets up there, but never go to our <laughs> seats because you could stand in the you could stand in the outfield on that concourse and be right by the bathroom and by the beer, you know, and by the concession stand, and have a great view yeah. of the game and just hang out there. And we would do that. And then what was it like nine eleven? Right. That screwed everything up. Yeah. Where they sectioned off. If you bought upper deck seats, you couldn't come down to the concourse. So we basically right. stopped going to games. It's like, well, screw that. Yeah, and and, and that's fine, right? Now the only well, time Tony Larusa wants, three, yeah, Tony Larusa is calling for three three million fans. Now he didn't say how many years it would take to get. Yeah, to well, those he has million. a three year contract, right? So he'll he'll get three million fans. Okay. A million a year, a million okay, a year for three fine. years. Yeah, right. Uh, the only fight I've ever gotten into at a sporting event was at Comiskey. And it was with another Cub Shocking. fan. <laughs> Cubs are playing the White Sox in 03. Um. It was a game where, um, what's his name? Um, crap. Troy O'Leary hit a home run to give the Cubs the lead. I don't remember if they won. I think they eventually, I think they won the game. I don't remember. But earlier in the game, Sammy hit a ball that either got caught, either the guy jumped up and caught it right at the top of the wall or just short of the wall. And there was this drunk Cub fan who was, like, running around screaming and yelling or whatever. And I didn't, when I go to games like that, especially there, I didn't have, like, a Cub shirt on. I just had, like, a regular, like, a T-shirt on. He didn't right, know right, I was right. a Cub fan. Yeah. And I just told him, I said, well, just, you know, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he turned around, wow. and he was, like, he was yelling at me and whatever. I'm like, all right, come on. And I will give Sock Security immense credit for this. That guy reared back to hit me. And I was, he was super drunk, so I was just going to like lean a little bit and then give him a nice pop after he missed me. He never got to extend his fist forward. He was gone. Like three guys grabbed oh, really? him and just like, he just like disappeared. <laughs> and Neil and I are standing there and he's like, Neil goes, are you going to get in trouble? I'm like, I think they're gone. And they were. They like, they knew who started the fight. They grabbed him and they literally just dragged his ass out. But of course, I go to a Sox game, get in a fight with a Cub fan. So thanks a lot. <laughs> That's perfect, guy. Yeah. yeah. No, but you're right. I mean, I'm a cup season ticket holder because I can walk to the games. If you know, it's a six block walk from my house. If I had to drive or whatever, yeah. I don't know that I would want to well, do I don't, that. It's, I don't go to that many uh, games fun. because of that. And I've even yeah. found a perfect. Uh, I don't know what the stop is. If I drive from here, I just go to the end of the Brown Line. There's ample parking uh-huh. over there. I hop on it. I take the Brown Line in. I get off. Where do you get off? Southport. 
then work your way back. It's super easy. Um, yeah. But it's still a kind of, a, you know, for me it's a pain in the ass, but I don't, you know, I don't really mind. But I would much rather do that than anything involved with actually having to go to a bear game. Yeah, I forget that. Right. Yeah. Okay. I like my setup down here to watch them lose. And it's expensive. Right. Super expensive. That's the that's the other expensive. Yeah, I, I can watch that crap for free. Well, not for free. As I pay for a Sunday ticket. Oh, here's another wonderful thing. You're also a Sunday ticket <laughs> subscriber. You know it's free now? For anybody who has mm-hmm. a total choice package or higher, they just gave them the last three weeks. I'm sure we're going to really? get a refund for our last oh, three weeks. A... <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure we will not. I hate DirecTV wow. with all my soul, and I used to love them. Like they were, I used oh, to so brag much. about 1998. I got my first dish. I installed uh, it myself. Right? My dad and I put the right dish. Up. Yep. And. They had the greatest customer service in the world. If you had an issue, oh, they the immediately best. handled it. You could call in and vaguely threaten to cancel, and they would just throw free stuff at you. I did it once a year, yeah. like clockwork. And now if you call them and threaten to cancel, they just transfer you to the cancellation department to process your cancellation. Yeah, they're like, fine. Don't they're like, okay, good, send us that equipment back. The dirty little secret is when AT&T bought it, all they wanted was DirecTV Now. The... Right. The broadband version, which doesn't work. That's what they want, because right. they saw that as the future of DirecTV. They don't they don't they put no money into research development for new equipment. And if you threaten to quit, they just happily take your equipment back and throw it away. Yeah. We quit after like twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. Like, you know. Hey, they're we're all, gonna quit. Okay. Right. Right. No, no, no. I said, losing. I said, I'm gonna quit. We're gonna Oh yeah, that's fine. Like, yeah. Okay. And they're also not going to bother with. Um, they're not going to renew Sunday ticket. Good. Right. That means everybody can get it. Yes. Yeah. Which also means that I don't know how many. Like, they have 11 million subscribers. So what? Like a third of them are going to be like, all right, that we were the, we were the last reason I was hanging on. Right. That's credit company. I don't get that. Yeah, we're switching to. Uh, uh, I guess we're going to switch to Comcast. In a few months. Yeah. I mean, I know that's bad, but I, DirecTV's gotten so bad, it can't be worse. And it'll be cheaper. So There you go. There you go. All right. Well, that's enough TV talk. Yes. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today. We did. But the headline is the aggregators, who don't listen to us, but if they did, John McDonough to be the next president of the board. <laughs> there you go. As reported on the Pointless <laughs> Exercise podcast. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, next week, we can talk about uh, the Bears... Uh, never have 48 I to two win in yeah. Jacksonville. Mitch's six have, year contract extension. It's going to be great. <laughs> never. I've been, have I been so sure of a Bears victory that I am for this week. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to put copious amounts of money on it. Well, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a gambling man, but if I was, there you go. There you go. I did bet during the game. I bet on the Vikings. <laughs> Knowing well, that well, it would, well, figuring well, that it would uh, clinch the win for the Bears, and it did. So everyone's yeah. welcome. I nice placed enough. an in-game wager. I think it was like plus one eighty on the Vikings. I figured it was worth it. Wow! Yeah, didn't, didn't spend a lot of money, so I was fine with the loss. Very nice. All right. Well, until next week. Until next week. All right. See you later. All right. Hey, it's Andy. 
Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's a good one. You're really going to like it. And you know, if you like good things, you should also check out the movie deep dive podcast that Mike Pusateri and I did on The Right Stuff. Now, what are you two pud knockers going to have, huh? And we are going to break down the 1983 classic, The Right Stuff. And now you're all like, that's great. You morons picked a movie that's <laughs> 37 years old. The movie, it was just so stylized in such a unique way that I had never seen, I can never recall seeing a film like that, really, was how unique it was in their presentation of it and the filming. And that really drew me to that movie. And I think it still makes it really rewatchable. Yeah. I, I've probably seen it 10 to 15 times and would watch it again this week. Hey, Ridley, you got any demons? It's available now on the Pointless Exercise podcast feed wherever podcasts are sold for free. Or why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? Many of us have herpes. 